Blog Talk Radio. Hello out there. My name is Sam Maxwell, and welcome to the Bedford and Sullivan Podcast, the podcast that keeps you, the audience, active listeners in the Brooklyn Dodgers TV series research process. And today, speaking of those Brooklyn Dodgers, it is the 58th anniversary of Game 7 of the 1955 World Series when the Dodgers beat the Yankees by a score of 2 to nothing. And we are ever so lucky to have a 55 champ on air right now, and that is... Carl Erskine, a.k.a. Oisk. Carl, thank you very, very much. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Well, <clears throat> these anniversaries keep coming up, and they keep sitting so far back. I, I can't believe it that many years ago. But uh, yeah. the 55 uh, season will, uh, as long as I'm alive, uh, will identify me because uh, I think at the moment uh, Duke Snyder was my roommate, and when Duke was living, we used to keep track on the 55 Dodger uh, picture of, of the team and uh, coaches and trainers and so forth. And uh, we're down now. Duke, we lost Duke a couple of years ago. I think there's six of us remaining uh, living on on that squad of, uh, I think, about 40 on the roster. And uh, so we, uh, we're, we're dwindling in numbers. Well, a long life to each and every one of the the ones that are left. Um, you asked me, I couldn't quite hear you. You asked me uh, who who's remaining. No, no, I I wished a long life to each and every one of you. Oh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. I just had some interference on my end. I couldn't say it. Well, I could name them, but uh, a surprise to most people is that Colfax was on that team. He was right. a rookie that year. And, uh, of course, he didn't pitch a lot, and I don't know if he appeared. He might have appeared in, in one, or, one of the games in the series in relief. But uh, but uh, uh, Sandy was just uh, getting his career started, and who would have dreamed what kind of career he ended up with? Right. It, it's pretty remarkable. It doesn't look like he was on the World Series roster, however. Um, but but you were. But you were. But before we before we get to that, uh, first of all, I wanted to wish you uh, uh, congratulations because I know you have a, a new addition to the family. Well, my my wife and I, Betty, uh, we were high school uh, sweethearts and signed, and we <clears throat> we've been married sixty six years. Uh, October fifth, it's tomorrow actually, and uh, uh, it's, it's remarkable. We've had our seventh great grandchild uh, born here in Georgia, where I'm calling you talking to you from, and uh, so the family has uh, gotten pretty big since I kissed Betty in high school. <laughs> it's been quite a bit happened after that. Right, and and uh, that that's uh, marvelous, and again, congratulations. Now, um, I, I want to start, and I know you don't have too much time, but uh, the end of the, uh, the 1954 season and the beginning of 1955, what was the feeling like? Uh, in spring training, uh, finish af- after finishing in third place in 1954, and seeing your rivals, the Giants, win the World Series. You know uh, that was not a good finish for us in '54. Um, the the feeling in '54, uh, we we did that's the lowest in the standings that I ever finished on a Brooklyn team. Hmm. Uh, we were either first or second. I think every year I played in Brooklyn, ten. Uh, except that year we finished uh, 
I can't remember, 48, uh, I can't remember exactly. But anyway, uh, we were always uh, contending. And to finish third behind the Giants in uh, uh, in, 50, in 54 uh, didn't leave a good taste in our mouth. But our team would always go to spring training. It was a given. We didn't say we hope we win it, we hope we win the World Series, we hope we get in the series. It was never that kind of feeling. This was we're going to be there. That team with Jackie Robinson and Pee Wee and Duke uh, Campanella and and the rest of the staff. We we went to spring training just to just to hang up another win, another championship. Uh, in my twelve seasons with the Dodgers, we actually did win six. But how close we came in '51 and in '50 uh, not to win it, and then. So we went to spring training in 55 with full confidence that this would be the year. Now, we had done this over a few years, and we never did come home with the, the World Series ring. But uh went through spring training. It was a very ordinary spring for us, uh, getting ready. Uh, getting. I think I opened the season. I think I was the opening day pitcher in 55. And I, as I recall, I beat the Pirates 5-1 uh, to one maybe. But anyway, uh, that was a a significant start for us to win the first game, and then I think we went on a tear, maybe won 10 in a row or something, and had a really fast start in uh, 55. In fact, we did that year go wire to wire, as they say, uh, winning from the first day, and then, uh, well, I'd like to think of it as bookends. I won the first game, I think, uh, the the season, and then Padres won the last game when he Shut the Yankees out in the seventh game. Uh, that was kind of the bookends of the season. And in between, uh, we never were out of first place. Mm. So that was the year Brooklyn fans dreamed about. And I, I believe me, the players, you all play for your best efforts yourself. But we had this agonizing feeling, and we never won this for our fans. Those good Brooklyn fans that never quit pulling for us, and then we come out second place in the World Series time and again. And it's hard to explain the emotions of that team when we finally did win the seventh game and could claim World Championship over the New York Yankees. That was that was an emotional moment uh, for the team after that game, before the champagne began to flow. There was a quiet time, a couple minutes in the clubhouse. It just... It just welled up in us uh, what this really meant, not just for us, but for the franchise and for those fantastic fans that uh, chewed us out when we played bad and never quit loving us. And you guys hardly played bad in 1955. As I scrolled down uh, the the schedule and results that, that we are just so ever fortunate to have at our fingertips these days, you see a lot of, of W's there, and, and you guys clinched uh, rather early. Um, and I, I believe waiting for the Yankees to clinch, waiting to figure out who was going to be, who, whether you were going to be facing those, those Yankees once more. Right, right. Well, as I say, that season, for me personally, that season was not my best. Uh, I got a good start, but I was having arm trouble and uh, pitched off and on uh, down the stretch. But fortunately, we weren't, we weren't pushed hard. Newcomb was having a fantastic year. And uh, so we were just uh, cruising uh, that that year. But I think in the back of our minds, 
no lead was safe because mm-hmm. we'd been through the 51 season when we had a 13-and-a-half game lead in August with a team that was outstanding and still got caught at the end of the season and lost the pennant. That, that was a better experience. I don't think any of us ever felt like we were absolutely safe, uh, no matter what the lead was. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't think we relaxed much during that season. Yeah. It was enjoyable to be in first place with a fairly comfortable lead and be playing consistently good to uh, just, just hold our place. Well, jumping to the series, uh, you guys lost the first two games, although it does have uh, one of the more memorable moments of World Series history with Jackie Robinson stealing home. Uh, what, what was your perspective when he did steal home? Because it's it's still a, a – I was just having a debate about whether he slid in under the tag, and my personal opinion is that he did. What, what was your angle? I know it was Yankee Stadium, so you were probably on the third base side. Am I right? Uh, correct. We were. And, of course, you couldn't see the play. Uh, I think, as I recall, uh, Bill Summers maybe was the umpire, American League umpire. Anyway uh, – it was a close play. Now, that, that stealing home, I always looked at that as, Jackie, he wanted to make a statement. He yeah. wanted to make it in Yankee Stadium. He wanted to make it in front of uh, the opposition. He wanted to make it against the Yankee players. He wanted to make a statement. Well, he, he stole 19 times he stole home during his career. And I think he was determined uh, in that opening, series, opening game in Yankee Stadium to make the statement that we're here this time, we're not going home empty. And uh, the play, it will be controversial as long as Yogi lives, who uh, put the tag on Jackie. Uh, the uh, best person in the world to see the play was not the umpire. He was sort of blocked out, uh, naturally. A play down on the left, uh, third base side of home plate, uh, and a low throw by Ford. Either he made a, a purposely uh, perfect pitch or he accidentally got it where it should have been. But Barrett didn't have to move his glove. The ball was on the low uh, side toward third base, and that's where Jackie was coming in from. But Jackie was so dead. He was so agile, and he, he sensed that. He was such a base runner and such a fantastic, quick-moving base runner that he gave Yogi only the tip end of his toe to uh, to try to tag and then scrape it across just the, the edge of home plate. The, the replays are not conclusive. It, it still looks like it could have been either way. Of course, Yogi jumped up and down. I never saw Yogi, Yogi so excited yeah. as uh, when uh, Summers called Jackie safe. Uh, but the play is not conclusive that he tagged him. Now, in the clubhouse, uh, the writers couldn't wait to talk to uh, Frank Kellert. Frank Kellert was the batter. He's the guy that had the perfect view mm. of the whole play. He's in the batter's box. He kind of stepped back, and he's looking straight down at Yogi's glove and Jackie's uh, toe crossing the plate. And so when the writers asked him in the clubhouse, did you think Jackie was out or safe? You had the best view of anybody. Frank Teller, to this day, if Jackie's listening somewhere, I think he is. <laughs> Jackie's got his fifth double up. 
Because Frank Killer said, I think he was out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Jackie looked at him like, if Luke could kill, Frank Killer would be dead. <laughs> and I, think, in fact, I think, in fact, he is by now. But but that was that play uh, was not uh, conclusive either way. It still is. You can look at the replays. They can slow it down. They can stop frame it. And you cannot tell. It looks like Jackie's toe is underneath the glove, but it's it's a fractions of a of an inch to see mm-hmm. if if the ball got him before the toe hit the plate. Uh, but it's in the book as a steal of home, uh, and that's where it'll stay that way. So every time I see Yogi, uh, he wants to tell me that uh, Jackie was out, <laughs> and I always counter with, well, when uh, Larson pitched his perfect game. Uh, Dale Mitchell was the third last hitter, and the strike that they called him out on was high and outside. wasn't even close to being a strike. I said, Yogi, <laughs> that play, was was that a strike or a ball? <laughs> so we did, we have a little chuckle, but, but Yogi will not uh, ever concede that, that he didn't get the tag on, on yep. Jackie, and, and we'll never know for sure. Yep. It's it's remarkable and it's lovely to, to talk about it with you. And uh, you went on to win the next three games at Evans Field. Uh, talk about the feeling after those two games going into in uh, back into Brooklyn. Uh, you mean after the first two losses? Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, the numbers uh, were posted about how the percentage was so much against us to uh, now come back after two losses. Um, I don't think we are professional in any any sport. You're a professional in your own uh, in your own right. Uh, you don't get as emotional as the people who are watching you. Uh, you're you're you got your hands on this thing yourself. Uh, same way with your work. You, you're concentrating on you know, what's happened is past. Uh, good professionals uh, don't drag a lot of baggage with them. They just face what's there and and do their best. I, I don't think we had any uh, fight on our bench or in the clubhouse. I think it's just, you know, okay, we're going home. Let's get them. Right. And that good team we had uh, uh, was was able to do that. Now, uh, even though we beat the Yankees, and we like to brag about it, that was a very close series. Um, always had been. The times we lost uh, in six or seven games, the, the games were close. Uh I don't know what the total runs might have been uh, for the Yankees and, and the Dodgers. I think they were fairly close, uh, yeah. but, but the games were, were close. And we like to say that. We don't like to think we got beat up on by the Yankees. <laughs> uh, they were a dominant team. They were, no question, you, you'd have to say that uh, some of the best teams in the history of baseball uh, were in those five World Series that I played in against the Yankees. Uh, this was not a team of luck. It was not a team of uh, getting all the breaks. A good teams always seem like they get the break, so. Yeah. And uh, but in the seventh game, there's a little known uh, written about play. Rizzuto was on second base. McDougal hit a ball in the hole. It looked like another base hit, and it hit Rizzuto, which of course the batter is out. He got hit with a, a batted ball in fair territory. Those kind of things happen to us, not to the Yankees. Yeah. And I sit on the bench. That's an omen. That's what. That, those are the crazy things that used to happen to the Dodgers because it's a lose. Uh, this happened to the Yankees. <laughs> I yeah. think that means something. 
by golly, there's a picture of that uh, in one of the New York papers, maybe more than one, of that play of Rizzuto getting hit with a batted ball, and of course she's out, and it took him out of an inning. Uh, it, was, it was fairly early in the ball game, maybe third third inning or so. But uh, I felt like that day, uh, Padres, of course, shut the Yankees out, which that didn't happen too often either. And uh, but I felt like we had a we we had an edge because the percentages had to be with us after playing the Yankees that many times. Uh, the, the, the percentages had to be with us, and fortunately they were. The disappointment I had is we didn't repeat the next year in 56. We were now, for the first time in the history of the franchise, we were defending world champions in the 56 series. And I think we went seven games. And uh, and then the most remarkable, now my memory is okay, but I don't think I got uh, flawless memory. But if I remember Johnny Cucks, I'd have pitched the last game in the 56 series and shut us out of Evans Field. That never happened. We seldom got shut out at Evans Field. But, um, but uh, the fans can correct me. The good fans out there know whether I'm, whether I'm on the right year or not. <laughs> but, but that was the most remarkable thing. Uh, to lose the seventh game, I think we got beat 9 nothing, And uh, that's unheard of. But that's baseball. That's baseball. Carl, thank you so much. I need. I know you need to get back to your family. I, I very much appreciate the insight on the on the 50th anniversary of the 1955 World Series. Thank you very, very much. Well, I have to just say in closing that uh, when we got to the uh, the victory was ours, we're going up the runway at Yankee Stadium into the clubhouse. Uh, the Dodgers did not celebrate. Uh, there was a moment of absolutely uh, uh, just uh, a sobering uh, gratitude. Uh, owning the World Series and, and Roger Craig was a rookie and I didn't think anybody else saw that but me but I saw a tear in Pee Wee's eye I saw a tear in uh, Gil Hodges' eye uh, Roger Craig years later confirmed to me that he had seen it also and he said you had one in your own eye <laughs> we were very contrite we had a very humbling and gratitude uh, a real gratitude uh, uh, in our hearts about winning finally that World Series. And I think it meant more to us to give it to our fans, actually, than for us to get the ring. Mm. But I'm sure proud of that ring. Well, we'll certainly have you on uh, to talk more about it when, when we have more time. Uh, Carl, thank you very, very much. You bet. Bye-bye. Take care. That's our show, everybody. Have a good one.